Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 639, recorded live on Sunday, May 31st, 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who was watching the SpaceX launch yesterday, Dave Pullet. Hey! And the man who's currently got the SpaceX dock stream up and running, Andy Lowe. Hi. They've docked. They have docked. 19 hours from liftoff. That is so long. And were they in those two seats the entire 19 hours? Uh, I do not believe so because they were able to, they got out of their spacesuits at some point for the journey and then got okay. back into their spacesuits for the docking. Okay. So, so they had they to were, get up at some point. Yes. I mean, those seats do look comfortable, but like 19 hours of sitting is not easy or healthy. No. Wasn't there like a like a NASA um NASA thing there where they told you like, you know what, we're trying to see if people can like you're supposed to like stay in your bed for like months. See, but but doing that yeah, I, I think I remember something, but like doing that in Earth's gravity versus in free fall are technically two different things, right? Like Part of the thing of sitting for so long is the blood pooling in your feet, and that doesn't happen in zero-g. Well, that was back in 2017. Twelve volunteers will arrive at German Space Agency's Institute of Aerospace Medicine to lie in bed for a month in the name of science. Oh, gross, 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 gross. Yeah. Did I mention gross? Thirty. Uh, spend 30 days in bed with a six-degree head-down tilt and breathe air with 0.5% carbon dioxide. So they're going to lie in bed, head down, six degree head down tilt the whole time, and breathe slightly more carbon dioxide air than normal. Gross. <laughs> oh, oh. That, yeah. Whatever happened to that study? Because that was, you know... Should have been done by now. Yeah, 2017. Study known as Vapor. See if I can find some Vapor results. No, not Vape study results. No, study of vaping. No, stupid vaping. everything okay over there yes yes it is actually he's he's got a big smile on his face sounds like he he needs to get his rent payment or something (laughs) did you see that by the way the the will ferrell thing no what did will ferrell do will ferrell did a a short sketch uh where he is talking to his landlady who is demanding the rent the landlady being played by his two-year-old daughter. <laughs> it's it's pretty friggin' cute. Because, um, like, he has, you know, he's he's got a camera crew, he's got his wife there, and they're, they're working with the daughter. He's like, sweetie, it would be really fun if you said this. You should say this. You should, uh, like, ask, you know, ask daddy, where's my money? And then, you know, working that up into, like, swearing and threatening and... Yeah, Will Ferrell meets his landlord. 
here. Sending you the the uh, URL. Maybe. Should trying to find uh, any paper on stuff. this bed rest study, and I can't find any. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they haven't published yet. It's been two years. Maybe they don't want to publish. <laughs> oh. So speaking of, of like scientific inquiries, right? Yes. Here's here's a thing. So I think I mentioned last week that like I had foxes in my yard. Yes. Rather I had fox in my yard. If this was a week ago, I had fox in my yard. A fox. Well, said fox decided to start bringing his siblings over. And so then I had foxes, plural. And oh my god, they're adorable. They are so ridiculously cute. Um, and then on Thursday, was that Thursday? Friday? Nope, it was Friday. Um, I, I saw, well, first, first on Friday, before this happened, I sent an email to the University of Wisconsin because they have this thing called the Urban Canid Project. And it's about studying and tracking foxes and coyotes in cities. And so I'm like, hey, there are foxes in my yard. And how do I identify them? How do I differentiate them? Because, like, we've got five of them in my yard. And I'd like to know, you know, like, that one is this fox and that one is this other fox. And, like, you know, start watching them and learning their behaviors and patterns. And, like, we, we knew one of them, which we were calling Kit Kat. Uh, was was kind of pushy. Like anytime he'd go over to his siblings, he'd he'd push them around and and fight with them. Um, and then while I'm while I'm writing this email, I look up and I see a much bigger fox. It is clearly not a baby fox. Uh, walking through my yard with a chicken in its mouth. Oh! <laughs> and I'm like, ah, uh, excuse me, what? <laughs> and then it drops the chicken in my yard. <laughs> oh. So I had a dead chicken in my yard and all the little baby foxes were going up to it and taking bites. The circle of life is fantastic and wonderful. And I understand that. Does it have to happen in my yard? (laughs) (laughs) The circle of life smells really bad. You're literally doing NIMBY. What? NIMBY. Oh, not, not in my backyard. Not in my backyard. I mean, yeah. (laughs) This isn't talking about building a a prison, Andy. This is a bunch of foxes bringing dead chickens into my yard. By the way, plural. Chickens. There were two of them. So we also got on next door and found someone who posted saying, Hey, three of my chickens are missing. If you see them, can you let us know? I'm like, um... What what color were they? Was there a black with white spots and a red? Actually, Laura posted this, not me, but she's she asked like, what color were they? Is it uh, black with white spots and red? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> On a side they, they note, coming home. <laughs> I found an article about this study. <laughs> okay, good. I filled enough space. What does the article say, Andy? Well, this was um, this was actually going over the overview of the actual experimentation, where. These guys had to stay stay laid down the whole time. Like, they built exercise equipment for these people and showering gurneys. Okay. Like, there's a picture where they actually built a rig to uh, have the person use a treadmill while still 
lying down. <clears throat> okay. I mean, I'd, I'd expect so. Like, they have yeah. to have something going on. So they were they were mobile, though. Like, they just had to stay on their backs. Yes. But they were mobile. They were They were taken around... I'm assuming they didn't control... Maybe they did where they were. Because that thing moves, right? Or maybe, no, maybe everything else moves, and they're just suspended there. Okay, long duration head down tilt bed rest provided an excellent platform for examining psych physiological effects of spaceflight and testing countermeasures in a ground-based model. Integrating investigations into a complement is an effective way to support multiple investigations and use a minimum number of subjects to answer many research questions. So the study was basically, can we use this as a spaceflight analog? And the answer is yes. That was what the study was. The study was, can does this work? And the answer is yes. So now they can use that for other studies. Yes. So that's the answer to that one. What was the results okay. of the study? Study says, hey, the study we, works. <laughs> the study says we can do studies. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Yay, studies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, foxes are adorable, but they're pooping all over my yard and leaving bits of chicken. <laughs> bits of chicken. I, there is a chicken leg. There is a leg of a chicken. I can't find the rest of it. I assume there's another leg somewhere. I just hope it's not under my deck. If not, the foxes will find it. Well, the, the worry is the foxes brought it under the deck. Yeah. I would appreciate it if they didn't. They are cute and adorable and wonderful, but they're bringing dead animals under my deck. I did haze the crap out of them Thursday night, so maybe they'll stay away a little bit. Friday night. Friday night, yep. I don't know what the astronaut is doing right now, but he's got two big, huge wrenches. <laughs> he's trying to... Maybe the door is stuck? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that would be that would be kind of like the crowning thing of this this whole like we we make this giant um giant ship, we build a capsule, we put two people up there. It's a great accomplishment and the door gets stuck. <laughs> they get all the way up to the ISS and they can't get out. <laughs> would be terrible and tragic. And hilarious. Yes. At that point, you just disconnect and head back down. <laughs> like, uh, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, we, we can't open the door. I guess we'll try again. <laughs> no, it looks like he's removing something from the uh, one of the hatches. My guess is to make a better egress space. But still, watching, <laughs> watching an astronaut just with a couple of big wrenches trying to literally wrench something. <laughs> Oh, <clears throat> space flight at its finest. <clears throat> so should we, um, should we hit topics? I mean, we, we kind of are. One of the topics is that SpaceX docked. Yep. And then they'll be up there for approximately 118 days, I do believe. The Crew Dragon? Yeah. 
is going to remain docked for half a year. I think so. I thought this was just a delivery mission. Uh, crew dragon to demo mission. No, I don't care about demo one. I want to know about demo two. Timeline. Hurley and Benkin are expected to stay on the ISS for six to 16 weeks. <clears throat> yeah, so they're, they're going to be up there for a bit. Yep. And then they'll, uh, nope, that's true, yes. Nobody in the ISS has COVID-19, so they're okay. Aw. Crew Dragon spacecraft has been named Endeavor. Aw. The third U.S. spacecraft to have that name. So, um, in other space news, um, there was actually another Starship test going on at the same time as basically the launch. Yeah. Um, on Friday? Yeah, on Friday, you know, while everybody was focused on the, the launch on Saturday, um, there was a, uh, another Starship test in Brownsville, Texas, and another explosion. This is the Starship. Yes. So this is Starship 4, the, the fourth attempt slash incarnation of the, uh, formerly known BFR. Yes. The Big Falcon rocket, and it exploded on the pad. Space is, uh, it's messy. Like, yep. getting to space takes a lot of refinement, but wow, that was an explosion. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. Uh, in case you, people want to see the the article Dave linked, um, the video on there, I think it's like one hour, 24 minutes in. It's happened after the static fire. So, you know, they had done their static fire and the static fire had finished. And then two minutes later, the ship blew up. So something, yeah, something most definitely went wrong. Very wrong. Very, very wrong. What do they call it? Rapid? Rapid disassembly. Yeah. Rapid unscheduled disassembly. So. So, yeah, that's uh, good news and bad news for SpaceX at the same time. So. Yep, 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 yep. It's pretty cool. And by it, I mean space flight, not the rocket blowing up. Although yep. the rocket blowing up did, did was very impressive. Yes. It's, uh, you know, thankfully no one was hurt. It, that would make it significantly less cool and less impressive. Yep, there's, there's a reason why they do these out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. This is the, the facility we looked at before, right? That was yes. right on the coast. Yes. And like right on the border. Yes. This was the, like, there was a job opening there for SpaceX. Yes. Yeah, somebody had forwarded me the job opening. Out near Brownsville, right? Yep. I find that again. There's got to be that. Maybe? Where the hell is that launch pad? Did you also see the uh, shots of the uh, launch pad from the ISS? No. Yeah, the ISS flew directly overhead Cape Canaveral two minutes before the launch. What? So there's actually like a view from space of the launch pad. With the rocket on it. With the rocket on it. Ah, it's too bad that the the, the window was just a little bit off, because having the launch fro- to the ISS being visible from the ISS. <laughs> that would have been, yeah. That would have been awesome. <clears throat> yeah. God, I'm so excited, Andy. This I is know. This is good, right? Yep. This is very good. So uh, I, can, I can actually kind of pivot off of this look. Go for it. Okay, so space, yeah, space operas, Star Wars, yep. So classic space opera, the uh, Mandalorian. Yes, uh, have you watched the Mandalorian? The first episode. Okay, so you know during the episodes, 
Reminds me, real quick. Do you have Disney Plus? Yes. Do you have a spare Disney Plus login? I d- <laughs> <laughs> just asking for for a friend. I don't know how all that works. So okay. So anyway, yeah, The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Yes. So as you know, the actor in The Mandalorian has the bounty hunter helmet on. A, a Mandalorian helmet. Yes, yes, he has the Mandalorian helmet on. Part of the Mandalorian armor yeah, that for, every Mandalorian like builds and creates. Yes. Yes. Um, he never actually takes off the helmet, I guess, until the finale. Okay. Um, so people were wondering, you know, he didn't actually get nominated for a Golden Globe last year, but people were oh. wondering, um, you know, could he be nominated for it? They were because according to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, who runs the Golden Globes. Voice-only performances are not eligible in any acting category. So no cartoons. Nope. Which kind of sucks. Yep. But that also means that if characters are physically in the scene, actors whose faces are not visible are not eligible in any acting category. So you need to see the face. Yes. In order to be eligible for a Golden Globe in an acting category. Yes. So if he had not actually taken off his helmet in the season finale he would not actually be eligible for a Golden Globe for his acting ability. That's silly. Yes. That shouldn't be like that. Okay. Well, so yeah, so people people crappy. were asking about that, you know, last year. It's like, well, wait, could he be? Because you say voice only, but so, yeah, they actually clarified that, yes, you know, had he not removed his helmet, he would have not been eligible for a Golden Globe. Mm. So yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. It was just like, really? Really? <laughs> Just because he's wearing a mask like that, the, it's like, OK, maybe, you know, if what, like prosthetics then, you know, we're, we're, well, so so then, yeah, you start getting the question of what does it mean to show your face? Yeah. If I did a like a supervillain uh, role where the supervillain was always behind a mask, but you could see the actor's eyes. Hugo. um, yeah, Hugo in uh, V for Vendetta, V for Vendetta, right? Mm-hmm. Does he actually ever show his face or no? I have no idea. It's got to be somebody would have said. Uh, I th- you see his hands, it looks like, but you never see his face. But that's also not a Golden Globe, right? That would no. be a Oscar, which is a totally different set of rules. Yes, but you know, had he. <laughs> Had he done something, you know, would he have been not able to be nominated for that? Because that, that's, yeah. Mm. <sighs> Granted, now, you know, who knows about the Golden Globes now? Because, you know, since there really are no theaters open at the moment. But they're they're not for theaters, right? It's, it's for TV shows. Uh, no, I think Tonys? Tonys are, those are musicals, specifically yeah. Broadway musicals. Yep. Uh, Golden Globes, I think, can do movies, too. You mean plays? No, they do movies. The Golden Globes? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, full list of 2020 winners. Daniel Craig, Knives Out. That's a movie. So, you know, yeah, Golden Globes can do movies, too. So that's that's the other thing, then. Yeah, so just interesting facts. <laughs> uh, speaking of TV, though, uh, a couple of the TV networks have announced that since, you know, they can't actually produce any new shows, they're going to buy TV shows that have already been out there. That have already been, like, published? Yeah. And broadcast? Yes. Why? Because they need content? <laughs> I, I suppose. But, like, it's not new content. No. What's wrong with your, they're just playing their existing content? I don't know. Fox has picked up two seasons of Spectrum's 
LA Finest. Uh, the CW announced it has acquired four series from the DC Universe, CBS All Access, and for, yeah, Swamp Thing, Tell Me a Story, Coroner, and Dead Pixels. NBC has acquired the Canadian medical drama Transplant. Ooh, sounds thrilling. Yep. So yeah, so okay. the, the TV shows are like, well, shoot, we can't produce any new episodes. What's out there that's already been produced? Yep. I'll, I'll say I've really enjoyed some of the stuff that's happening online. So like Colbert is still doing his show. Uh, John Oliver is still doing his show. Alton Brown is just going nuts <laughs> and like having fun. Is he just in his own kitchen? No, he actually does go into the studio with a cameraman. Oh, my. Singular. <laughs> they stay very far apart from each other. Trevor uh, Noah looks because, like he just he, Trevor Noah needs somebody. Yeah. But because it's YouTube with Alton Brown, he gets so excited about this because he can say brand names. Ooh. And so he was he was doing uh, I think he was doing like a popcorn episode or something. And he's like, and you grab some aluminum foil. This is YouTube. I can say names. Reynolds by Reynolds. Use Reynolds. He's like, this is the best aluminum foil you will find. God, now I just want to, like, just send him messages about, okay, tell me what I need to buy. I mean, he published a cookbook that does that. Really? It, like, the first chapter of the cookbook is just, here's the equipment I have in my kitchen. Well, shoot. Because, yeah, no, I, I, we've got the American Test Kitchen cookbook, and they have a bunch of good recommendations in there. Yeah. Oh, man, I love ATK. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> Started going through the book and I was just like, okay, this is actually like, you know, I took their snickerdoodle recipe and oh my God. Yeah. The the problem I have with ATK is sometimes their recipes are a little extreme. And like, I'm just trying to make pancakes, man. I don't want to have to separate my eggs, whip the egg whites and like make buttermilk pancakes, folding the egg whites back into the <laughs> batter. Man, I just take the pre-mix and add water. Right. So like, it's, you know, but that said, sometimes it really does make a difference. The banana bread recipe I have from them is the first step of the banana bread recipe is to take your bananas and microwave them. <laughs> what? Yep. Microwave the banana. So you get like old bananas, right? Bananas that are overripe uh, and you throw them in a bowl and you microwave it for like minutes and then you take it out. And you mash it and you strain it. So you end up with banana pulp and banana juice. Really? And then you take the banana juice and you put it on the stove and reduce it. That is a lot of work for banana bread. <laughs> it is a lot of work for banana bread, but my God, Andy, it tastes so good. Oh, I don't doubt it. If we end up doing Manistee, I will I will make this beforehand and bring it up. I, uh... Yeah, it was. We were looking at the the potato mashed potato recipe in the American Test Kitchen thing. They're like, you know what, you should use you should use a food mill, and we're just like, yep, I already knew that one. A food mill? I don't think I have one. Kate actually um, got me one for our anniversary. Oh, because uh, year eleven is um, steel. Oh, that's right, because you guys are doing the the like different types of anniversaries. Yep. Yeah, I because we were using the food meal that I got from my grandma, mm -hmm. so um, it it was old and was starting to uh, the steel was starting to rust a little bit. So, ooh, that's yeah. not good. So yeah, Kate got me a new one. Oh, the hatch me, is open. <clears throat> well, one of the hatches is open. Oh, cool! He he got it open with his two wrenches. 
Okay. Um, let's talk about something absolutely ridiculous. Okay. A company in the UK yes. is selling anti-5G USB sticks. Well, that's a crack bowl <laughs> Called the 5G BioShield. And my God, it is full of the, the most ridiculous bullshit ever. Uh, through a process of quantum oscillation, the 5G BioShield USB key balances and reharmonizes the disturbing frequencies arriving, arising from the electro- electric fog induced by devices such as laptops, cordless phones, Wi-Fi, tablets, etc. We use this device and find it helpful. USB provides protection for your home and family thanks to the wearable holographic nanolayer catalyzer, which can be worn or placed near to a smartphone or any other electrical radiation (laughs) or EMF emitting device. What the? Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is awful. This is like the most sci-fi bullshit garbage techno babble possible. What? Oh, that. That actually kind of pisses me off that people yep. are trying to I so here's the thing I'm I'm upset at it but at the same time the people who are buying this are the people who are buying into the conspiracy that 5G is like causing coronavirus and it's still wrong to take advantage of those people but also is that less wrong than taking advantage of other people am I a bad person you're kicking people while they're down but it's people who are are down by choice. If if this sells to people who like are just confused, that's bad. I'm I'm totally on board with that. If it sells to people who are into this because they they choose to ignore the science, they choose to ignore uh, everything, and they're like, nope. 5G causes coronavirus, 5G is terrible, 5G is evil, it's causing cancer. I mean, that's. I'm I'm less morally against that, I think. I don't know. I'm I have to do some deep introspection. I feel like What's taking your advantage on? of any vulnerable people, whether it's of their own accord or not, is just wrong. I can get behind that. Cause, you know, what happens if you know, it starts with this, but then you could snowball into something else and now they're trying to, you know, cure cancer with crystals. Yep, which people are trying to do. Yeah. Doesn't work. No. <sighs> so, yeah, no, it could, this just seems silly, and you know, people are basically getting what's coming to them, but, you know, this could lead to other problems. Yep. All right. That's, that's fair. You're right. So, speaking of other ridiculous things. Yes. They're going to make a sequel to the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. So I want to watch the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I think I need to see it. I think it because I saw a lot of back and forth about it. And now I want to make my own call and my own opinion. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about it, too. Yeah, no. Number one opening weekend of all time for a movie based on a video game. So supposedly it made enough money and was good enough that they're going to make a sequel yep so yep i mean they they put in a lot of work to fix the issues Mm -hmm. i guess we'll see yes you and i should sit down and watch the movie we should have a digital viewing party which i never understood anyway because like you don't talk during a movie so what I 
uh, maybe I well maybe you uh, you talk. Well, I yeah I don't know. I I would hate to be at the. <laughs> I just literally would mute everybody else. Like shush, right. people. There's a movie like, going on. Let me on. watch in peace. Shut yeah. up. Shut up. I'm watching the movie. Well, do you? Okay, so do you do that with Laura? If you guys are sitting there on the couch watching a movie, do you have? Do you have back and forth conversations? Sometimes. Sometimes, not often. Sometimes, well, it's, if it's a movie we've both seen, yeah, we will. Mm-hmm. If it's like a new movie, I don't know the last time we watched a new movie while we were sitting on the couch. We've been watching TV shows, lots of TV shows. I'm a third of the way through Avatar: Last Airbender. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we'll, we'll if we do, we'll pause. So you know, it maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know. I'll actually. Yeah, yeah neither do I. <laughs> I don't know either. The other thing is, do I have time for a movie? No. I, I don't know. Do you? Well, let's see. Last night, uh, we had book club. And then yep. book club was done. I put Isaac upstairs to bed. Yeah. Base, and then, you know, came back down. He was still awake. So I went back up like 20 minutes later. And then he went back down. And by the time he was down, I just came downstairs and said, I'm going to bed. And I just went to bed last night. So I had like 20 minutes in the evening. I... So watch, yeah. If I, if, I, if I had time, I could watch a movie twenty minutes at a time. That would only take Oof. me, you know, how long to get through all of three hours of Endgame? Uh, a while. Yeah, take a little while. A coworker of mine is watching the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe in order, chronological order by story. Oh, somebody did a. Oh yes, I, we should have added that as a topic. Somebody yeah, did by, a scene scene? by scene. Now, all he did was was scripted it out. He only put, like, watch this movie from this time code to this time code. No one went and made an actual supercut of all of it. Oh. How long would that be? Uh, okay. Uh, if you tally the total running time of every film in the MCU from 2008's Iron Man all the way to the Avengers Endgame, the total length would be one day, 23 hours, and 48 minutes. Is that including Hulk? He's, it says every MCU movie, so... Oh, that... Oh, uh, yeah, almost 50 hours long now. Currently comprising of 22 films, so... Jesus. Oh, that's including Incredible Hulk, yeah. Good. Okay. So that would be a long cut. Yes. Also, it'd be really confusing because there'd just be like pieces that happen and you're like, who is this person? But that would be the the most pure experience for the watcher, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't mean the person watching the movie. No, no, the watcher. Yeah, watcher, which which is uh, Uatu. Is that his name? I think so. I think that's the watcher for Earth is Uatu or something like that. I don't know. I'm only pretend to be a Marvel nerd. Um, okay, back to topics. There is a cool announcement, an interesting announcement for me that Andy will care nothing about. Factorio right. has a release date and it got pushed up. But you're already playing it. Yeah, it's in early access. Oh. Factorio has been in early access for like three and a half or four years. <laughs> that's a hell of a soft opening. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. Like the 
the company knows what they have. They know they've got a gem. They know they've got a, a really good game. Uh, it is the number two ranked game on Steam. By Steam reviews. Like, games on Steam by score. Top rated games on Steam. Top, related, top rated game is Portal 2, which, understandable, was a fantastic game. With a 97.5% rating. Yep. Second place, Factorio, 97.1. And this is a game that's in early access. Uh, let's see. Witcher, Terraria, RimWorld, Half-Life, What's the next early access game on Steam? Ah, uh, it's a ways down. So anyway, they know they've got a really good game. They know it's addictive. They know it's fantastic. They know there's a lot of stuff going on in it. They know people enjoy it. They know you can get a lot of playtime out of it. God, you can get a lot of playtime out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they've, they've been working towards release. They had a goal. They, as a company, they said, this is what the game will look like at release. We know this. We've got it. This is, and they've been building up to that, like legit building up to it. And they just announced this week that, hey, um, the release date that we announced a few months ago is no longer the accurate release date. We are actually going to release it several weeks earlier than that. So instead of late September, it is out in mid-August. Well, so <laughs> yeah, you, you've already bought it. You've already been playing it. Yep. But it's just kind of cool that they're releasing it earlier than they expected. Now, as for why they're releasing it earlier than expected, uh, is actually Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 2077 is uh, releasing within like the same week-ish that Factorio was originally supposed to release. And they know they've got a good game, but they also know literally everyone will be covering Cyberpunk 2077. They said, yeah, no, we're not doing that. We're just going to release it a little earlier so that people have time to like play it and review it and put stuff out there. And it can be in the news. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then 2077 comes out, and then everyone plays that, and then everyone goes back to Factorio. Well, okay, then. I'll just keep playing my Marvel Puzzle Quest. Yep, every now and then I remember Factorio exists and then nobody sees me for a week. Uh, other games, other reviews, other reviews. This game is like crack cocaine. Mm -hmm. Yep, Cracktorio. All right, what else you want to talk about? What else we got? Um, EA and the NFL have agreed to another deal. Okay. So EA will be the... Uh, um, only game that can bring the simulation NFL games till yes. 2025 with possibility to go till 2026 if specific sales milestones, milestones are reached. Okay. Now remember, this is just for the simulation games because as we, we talked about earlier, somehow... 2K is doing some non-simulation football game. Yes. Which we still know nothing about. Yes. What the hell are they making, Andy? I don't know. Like, literally, what are they making? I don't know. I'm, I'm so confused about what they could do. How do you do a football game that's not a simulation? 
I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, Ye made continued their deal. Ooh, ooh, he's through. You watching, you're watching the the stream. <laughs> yes. They finally Usually, after have after having I'm that hatch open for a while, they finally have been able to exit the space the space capsule. Usually, I feel like I'm the one that's that's often distracted during Sorry. the show, but. No, no, I mean, it's it's an important step in in the era. Yep. Totally so yeah, they're finally that. out. I can close okay. the window now. Now they're there for like six weeks. Yep. Oh, uh, somebody else is coming out with another VR headset. Yay! How good is it? Uh, I don't know, but it's going to be a $600 headset featuring mobile 5G and two front-mounted cameras, which supposedly enable hand-tracking input. That's cool. Yep. They're also going to be creating a VR social platform where people can together experience everyday social situations without the limits of distance. Huh. So, yeah, there's uh, this... uh, company is called XR Space and is headed by HTC co-founder Peter Chow. Cool. So HTC did, you know, did some good hardware, so Yeah. This might be a good The headset. social platform is kind of weird. Yeah. Like what? So I get to watch Andy? Like I don't know what what that means. A true social VR experience. How is it going to, like, insert me into what you see? I don't know. I'm going to read some other article here, see if I can figure out. Our mission is to bring people together through the power of 5G XR, surpassing the limited experience of smartphones today. In the XR space, Manova... We've created a lifelike digital avatar, social gestures, and plenty of places where people can be together, experience everyday social situations without the limits of distance. We'll bring human interaction and communication to a new level beyond text, emojis, and 2D video. So, yeah. (laughs) No idea what that means. Yep. Yep, now there's another VR headset on the market. This one is called... The MOVA. And the social platform is called Manova. Manova? Manova. The MOVA Manova? Sure. Put on my MOVA to go to Manova? Yeah. That's that's not going to be confusing here where I have Manona and Mendota as two lakes and cities and regions. No, that wouldn't cause any confusion. Do you think there are too many? I personally think there are already too many VR headsets out there. I think there aren't enough. You think there are not enough? Yep. You want on, more Andy. you want more competition drives innovation. Competition drives discovery and drives down the prices. Yes, but interoperability. Oh, I mean there should be standards. Yes, that's what there needs to be a standard because if you got, you know, the PlayStation VR headset can only do certain things. This Manova is can only do certain it's you know, if if you're trying to get a foothold in the market, 
I feel like there needs to be something, the lowest common denominator somehow, a VR headset needs to be out there. I mean, that there is. It's called the Oculus. <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, dropping money on a cell phone makes sense because I can call your cell phone. You can call my cell phone. They all work on Android. It's nice. Or iOS. True. There is, there. yes, there is still some separation on there. Or Windows Mobile. Please, who's still using a Windows mobile phone? There's people. Windows has stuff. I have a good friend who uses a Windows mobile phone. Mobile operating system marketplace share worldwide, April 2020. Do you know how much the Windows market share is? 2%. Uh, No, I don't care about Windows desktop operating systems. I want to know mobile Welcome to RA Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, the episode where Andy spends time looking everything up. <laughs> Data check, 0.7%. Wow. No, sorry, 0.07%. Wow, that is a tiny market share. In 2015, Microsoft held about 1.9% of the smartphone market share. So, um, yeah, Android's currently at 70.68%, iOS 28.79, and then literally everybody else is just scraps. Yeah. So, yes, no, everybody's got different Android phones, but there still is that platform of Android. I don't see that in the VR market right now. I mean, they're they're getting it. It is though, like there there is interoperability. Like the VR headsets all process in the same way. It's the controller that's actually the real differentiator right now. Yeah, I thought you know Alex was going to be, you know, the big. Oh, Gamespot did a video of we test Half Life Alex on every major VR headset. I'll have to watch that. There you go. Then you'll be able to find out. Yep. Uh, what else we got? What else do we got here? Uh, BlizzCon 2020 has been canceled. Surprise, surprise. Yep. Not sure what, uh, what else is like. Yeah, it got canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't have anything to add to that other than BlizzCon. What, what, so what would they be talking about? They're going to be talking about, um, Diablo 4 and... Some- question mark <laughs> um another wow expansion yeah probably wow expansion probably uh, for an, yeah another hearthstone overwatch overwatch 2 yeah a, overwatch right? 2 that's, that's a thing. diablo 4 overwatch 2 uh world of warcraft expansion a hearthstone expansion so what are they going to to do what, instead is there going to be some sort of online one uh they haven't announced that yet. We are talking about how we might be able to channel the BlizzCon spirit and connect with you in some way online. We wanted to do this as soon as we could, but given that this is newish territory and the different factors involved, it'll be most likely sometime early next year. So they canceled and they don't know what they're going to do, but it's most definitely now canceled. Yeah. So granted, most of the people, you know, bought the virtual BlizzCon tickets anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's another unlisted topic. Speaking of virtual tickets, the Pokemon Go Fest this year is going to be virtual. So there's another thing that's been canceled for the in-person version. Well, okay then. Yeah, okay. 
how are we doing on time? Uh, we should probably... Um, we could hit the randoms right now if you wanted to. Is there anything else on the list that you want to poke at? Microsoft is cutting jobs because of their artificial intelligences. Yep. 50... Was it 50 in the U.S.? News I don't know. contractors. I didn't see numbers. Yeah, 50 in the U.S., 27 in the U.K., due to a shift of AI news production on MSN. The workers were responsible for choosing, editing, and curating stories. Okay. So, yes, if you go to MSN sometime in the future, most likely... An algorithm is choosing what you see. Yes. Which ain't new. <laughs> I mean, for goodness sakes, there's probably an algorithm on Reddit that picks the order of, you know, the order of whatever I see there. Facebook's yes. got an algorithm to show me what's on my news feed. Yep. YouTube picks videos for you. Yep. So this is this is a thing that we need to be thinking about, and I don't feel like enough people are thinking about it. Um, jobs are going to go away. Like, more and more jobs are going to go away. Now, originally, the intent of that sort of automation was that people wouldn't need to keep working. If we can produce the same amount of stuff with fewer people, that means fewer people need to work. And we're not doing that. We've still ingrained in society that having a job is tied to personal value. I have a job so I can put a roof over my head. But you shouldn't need to, because you don't need to. <coughs> we, we have enough production and material. A roof could be provided for you. Uh, yeah, I could see that. It feels weird. Right, because we've been so ingrained with that in, in society, right? Mm -hmm. What do you call someone who, who doesn't have a job? Unemployed. Okay, that's the nicest thing to call them. <laughs> I was thinking about how people would often refer to that as a lazy person. Oh, yeah, or lazy Or a bum. useless person, or a drain on society, or even a worthless person. Like, it is tied to your personal value, and it shouldn't be. So, I don't know. Okay, I'll get off that soapbox. Probably should hit the randoms. <laughs> Before Dave digs himself a hole. It's not really a hole. It's no. It's just... Yeah, no, it's don't want to hear it. It's it's interesting, especially, you know, with the, all the stuff with the uh, iHeart before all the coronavirus happened, you know, basically gutting a bunch of DJs because they didn't they said they didn't need them anymore. And then, you know, yeah. then all the coronavirus hits and everybody in the radio industry is just literally just cutting back as much as possible. Yep. And yet, you know, the radio shows are still on the air and we seem to have a whole lot less people in the building. Yep. So, you know, once this happens, you know, I, I could see maybe getting some more salespeople back because, you know, businesses are going to want to advertise and be like, we're open again. Please come spend money with us. But, you know, the actual staff is, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people going like, well, we survived this with this amount of staff. Do we really need to bring a whole bunch of other people back? Right. I tell people it's it's. You either need people or equipment. Yep. If you've and got if you get one... Equipment, you do need people to maintain the equipment. But there's a lot of equipment that I could get that replaces people. Yeah. Or, you know, you could have people on board and therefore not need as much equipment. It's like, you know, having somebody, you know, watching the transmitters 24-7. That was the original... Back when radio first started, you had to have somebody out at the transmitter site 24-7. It was the law. And now you've automated stuff to do that. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, you could have somebody out there 24-7 because they didn't have the equipment to be able to do all the stuff remotely. Right. Now it's, you know, yeah, I could pay somebody for that. Or 
I could just spend the money and get the equipment up and running and not have to pay for somebody. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting next couple of years and I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. Yeah. (coughs) So your review, sir, my review, I am reviewing, uh, the anniversary present that I got my wife this year. Oh, what'd you get? I got her, let me pull up the link, the Tack Life Portable Gas Fire Pit. And she got you, you told me earlier. A, uh, a food, food mill. Press. Food mill. Yes. Okay. So um, this is a basically a 19-inch square propane fire pit. Okay. So, you know, before we always, you know, during the summer would go out and have, you know, fires out on our little back porch area. Right. Which was fine. Yeah. But, you know, with the two of us, that was fine. No problem. It's like, okay, we, you know, put the fire out and everything else there. Granted, now that we've got a small child, um, we had the fire pit out at one point and then he started to play with said fire pit. So we had to keep... While it was on? No. Okay. While it was off, but then, you know, was still filled with ash and other things. So it was was kind of getting annoying. (laughs) So I got a propane fire one. So it's, you know, it's a, it's small it's not huge like i said it's only 19 inches square um but it it hooks up to our uh, a propane tank i got a, a a split on our one so i hooked it actually up to our propane grill okay so the the tank feeds both the grill and the fire uh, pit fire pit yes okay um and i you know we <laughs> The, the one I got came with some lava rocks. So, you know, I put some of the lava rocks in there. Because if you don't have the lava rocks in there, this is just like a propane burner. So it, it has, you know. <laughs> it's, it's just fire. Yeah. Like, without the lava rocks, it's just literally fire. It it looks like it's like a, a propane burner. Like you're about to cook with it. Yes. So the lava rocks in there kind of break up the air and the flame fl- flow. And also heat up so that yes. they can then throw that heat back out over yes. a longer period of time. Yes. Okay. So it uh, it it works. It definitely throws out the heat, that's for sure. Um, it does have a little bit of that propane exhaust smell. Oh, so it's not burning all of the propane. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I got some extra because I, I put all the the lava rocks that it came with in there and it didn't really seem to really fill up the thing. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I got some more lava rocks in the landscaping section, um, put those in and I think I might've had too much in there. So I've been like pulling some out. Okay. It's basically to, to try just the right amount. Yeah. So I'm trying to, find, cause I think that was probably what it was, was the fact that I had too many on there. So there wasn't enough oxygen. Mm. So, you know, not enough oxygen means we, you know, didn't burn all the propane that was getting exhausted. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to find that balance. <laughs> oh, I just had a terrible thought that like what you need is, is, um, on the input, you should, you should get something between the propane tank and the input that feeds in air. Maybe not like pure oxygen, because that would be dangerous as all get out, but like. <laughs> as just, just as we talk air. about earlier in this episode, a rocket, right, rocket exploding. Uh, but if you, if you got something that would pre-mix before it gets to the burner. Most of the time, these things already have the um, the the mix nozzle on there. Yeah, I don't want to mess with that. Oh, so it, it has an input for like no, it doesn't have air. an input for oxygen. But normally, the the burners have the propane injector, and then they have that little hood kind well, of thing. Well, yeah, but it's it's not doing a good job of it. Well, no, 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 no. I, I'm telling is 
that the the propane mixture and then the nozzles I'm working on it, okay? Okay. Sure. But, you know, normally if I was doing the fire pit, you know, I'd have to bring it out and then I'd have to, you know, get it all Start set up the fire. there. Yeah. Yeah. This I'd have to build the button. fire and do all the fire stuff. And then, you know, when it was time to go, I'd have to get the garden hose out and put out the fire. Right. And then, you know, have to wait for it and then everything else. This one, it, you know, it was time to go inside. I turned off the nozzle and yeah. boom, the fire was done. Yeah. This one also comes with a lid with a handle, and it's got some clamps. So when it was done, I literally put the lid on there, and, you know, the cl- the, the latches are all on the lid, which was away from the, the actual rest of the, the tank. And so I was able to, like, latch it and then pick it up and move it. Cool. And, yeah. That's very cool. So it's, it's, a, it's a small, portable... You do have to be okay with, like, a propane tank just sitting out there, though. Yeah. This thing's got and a 10-foot ten, the- hose... Mm-hmm. So, you know, it doesn't have to be right next to the container. What What is the temperature like under the fire pit? I don't know. I haven't stuck my foot under it. Why? Well, because I have like a, a wooden deck. Would I be able to put this on the deck? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would believe so. Okay, because my, my last fire pit, which I still have, um, gets very hot under it. And I had put it on my deck when my deck was still made of plastic, and that wasn't good. <laughs> oh. I had a nice big square patch of burnt plastic. Oh. And was very lucky that it didn't, like, melt through it. That would be, um, yeah, that would be problems. Yeah, very problematic. So, But yeah, no, this, was, right. this was one of my options for the, um, for using steel, so... I gave her I gave her another option as well, but she went with this one, so that's good. Okay. What's next year? Uh I don't know. Year oh. twelve anniversary? Yeah. Silk. Ooh. Silk and linen. Have fun with that. Yep. Okay. Silk robe, maybe. I don't know. Silk cheats. I'll figure something out. I'm, I have the utmost faith that you will. Yep. Okay. Random Fit. topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. How do I figure out if an electrical wire is live? Are you if if he's talking about home wiring? There there is a like non-contact device. voltage tester. I think I might have reviewed it or not. I'm not sure. Yeah. Non-contact voltage tester. It's the one where like you clip it around the wire. Well, first off, I guess I should ask is the wire insulated or is this like raw wire? Either way, the the non-contact voltage tester is what you would do to find if the live if the wire is live okay and you can get that for 17 bucks yeah that's pretty good maybe i should pick one of those up just to have around the house yeah no i i that was one of the first things i wanted to get for the house was a non-contact voltage tester because you know that also actually helped out when i was trying to figure out the three-way switches here in the kitchen Mm -hmm. because there are two switches that control the lights yeah the question is which one is the main switch and which one's the secondary switch? Yeah. Because the main switch will have power all the time. The secondary switch would only have power if the main switch basically gives it power, at least the way that my switches were set up. So I had to find out which one was the main one because that was the one that I wanted to plug into. So the- we we messed with the wiring on my kitchen lights and I, I have them set up in a, not intentionally, because what it's supposed to be is like um, an XOR gate, right? Yeah. Where if you turn one on, it's on. If you turn the other one on, it's on. 
If you turn both of them on, it's off. Because every time you flip a switch, it should go to the other state. Yes. Regardless of the positions of the switches, every time you flip a switch, it should change state. I currently have mine set up as an AND gate. So one of them always has to be in a set position. If I want to turn on the light, both switches must be on. Yeah, our dining room's like that. Yeah, so that's that's wrong. Yeah, no, right? our dining room's that's like not that. How and it's supposed to be. Part of me just wants to just pop open that one panel where the switch is at, and then just literally bypass that switch. <laughs> be like, you know what? Forget it. It's not worth it. I mean, it's nice to be able to turn it off in two places. I just have to remember to turn it on in two places too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they had set up the the three-way dimmer switch. I don't think they actually got a three-way dimmer switch is what my thought is. I think they only got... How how does a three-way dimmer switch work? Well, it's like a three-way switch, but it's got its own dimmer. Only only one of them has the dimmer? I think so. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it. I, I don't think we've ever really used the actual dimming capabilities of our dining room lights so the other thing for me is the two switches are like four feet from each other it just seems silly but yes no the non-contact voltage detector it's the size of a sharpie you turn it on if the wire is live it will just start beeping at you yeah and you know it's a pretty good indicator that hey watch out this is live and like i said it's non-contact so you don't have to touch anything you just have to be near it how hard is it to add a neutral wire? Uh, do you already have a three-wire cable running between your stuff? I don't stuff? think so. I'm pretty sure <laughs> then, the house was built without neutral wires. Then that's a problem. Okay. I mean, it's not a problem unless I want to do things that require a neutral wire. Yes, but if you've only got two-wire cabling running through your house, then... Yeah, I'm not adding a neutral wire. Yeah, you'd have to start running your own wiring through the walls, and that's not fun. I should know. I've had to do that at work. <laughs> it's, it ain't It's a pretty. lot easier to do when the walls aren't there. Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Well, that's another thing to note for next time I look to buy a house. <sighs> You're like, there should be a neutral wire. Why isn't there? Yep. So. Okay. But I know also how to tell if the wire is live. Yeah. Andy's suggestion is better than mine. Mine was to lick the wire. <laughs> Which... If it's covered in plastic, tells you nothing. Correct. So, yeah, no, the non-contact voltage tester, yes, is the thing to have. It's pretty cheap, like less than 20 bucks, you know. The other fun fact is that um, it's good enough that if you're trying to see if an outlet is live or not, it can actually read it from the outlet socket. So you just push it against the socket? Yes. Not into, but just against? No, just, just against it, and it should be enough voltage there to actually have it alert you. I hope so. There's 120 volts there. Yeah. All right. Cool. So yeah, no, well, that's it. With, with that said, is that everything? Uh, I do believe, yes, that is uh, everything that is a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>